Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, welcome to The Back Chat, our discussion program following Tuesday's episode of The Backstory. I'm Claire and I'm here, cupper in hand, with Susie. Hello, uh, thanks for joining us. So we're going to be talking about marrying a stranger, which is Hina's episode. Okay, Claire, I would quite like an arranged marriage and I think I have quite a lot of friends who feel the same. I think people are yearning for something different. Um, what do you think about Hina's decision? Uh, well, you, you're married already, Susie. Well, yeah. Now, I mean, <laughs> if I was looking for a relationship, let's just clarify Let's just that. clarify that. Uh, no, well, I think actually Hina's um, marriage was really um, arranged marriage, I think was was very understandable. She, she she had kind of had a sort of series of things, obviously, that had happened to her, hadn't she, with her first marriage yeah. kind of going wrong. Um, and then that kind of loneliness in London. And I think just that warmth of kind of arriving in Lahore and suddenly people really being bothered, like, you know, about this thing that she'd been kind of going through on her own of wanting a partner. And it's quite flattering, isn't it? When somebody actually kind of sort of says, oh, you know, like maybe I could introduce you to somebody. Um, and I think also because it wasn't done forcefully or anything, it was very much like, you know, here are a few options. Like if you want to take them up, you know, then do. And if not, then fine, you know. Um, and I think then obviously when Cam actually spoke to her and like made that effort and she found him attractive, yeah, I guess many people might well be very tempted in that situation, like by that prospect, um, particularly, you know, given that she'd been single for quite a while. Yeah, kind of makes me think that dating, you know, as a lot of people are doing it now must be quite an isolating experience to go through, you know, when you're meeting people that maybe nobody else knows and you haven't really got anybody to kind of talk about that person with you're just going on your own judgment aren't you you know it's somebody that you've never met before and all you've really got to go on is your own judgment whereas Hina's situation evolved differently you know that sense of the families perhaps knowing each other and and also that sense of maybe wanting someone else to be involved in matching you which reminds me of um, Marriage at First Sight which was on Channel 4 where basically single people were matched by a panel um, and agreed to get married to whoever they were matched to and then met for the first time at the altar. 
which brings us nicely on to the fact that um, Mark, your brother, was on that programme um, doing his um, role as psychologist. And um, we had an interview with him earlier in the week on Skype. So, uh, yeah, bear with the sound on this. Well, arranged marriage is a really interesting idea. Obviously, they're, they're quite an old idea. Our modern uh, view of what marriage is, that it's sort of two people who, who kind of find each other and get to know each other and fall in love is a very sort of recent invention. And arranged marriages predate this. I think one of the great advantages of them is they effectively remove choice from the individual. It's not to say it's always a good idea, but it's something that can actually be far more beneficial than many people believe. Yeah, I can really relate to that too much choice thing. Like it's not always good. And certainly that's what I found when I was dating. I think as well, the technology just really changes people's behavior. You know, I've been I've been told by friends who are dating that actually if you're in a bar, it doesn't seem to be the done thing to strike up a conversation with a real live person who's there in front of you. Everybody's in the bar on their phone looking for who's on whatever app that might be close by, but they're not actually looking up around them. It's just it's just bizarre, isn't it? How do you think Tinder and apps like that have changed our approach to dating and relationships? I think they're a bad thing. I think they've provided us with with so much choice that it becomes bewildering. On the surface of it, they seem like a good idea. You know, more choice always seems like a nice thing to have. But when you're faced with that sort of magnitude, when you're faced with the possibility of, of hundreds of thousands of potential partners rather than just a small number, then I think we get paralyzed. We always know that there's going to be something better just around the corner or after the next swipe. And so we're endlessly looking for something and are less likely to be satisfied with what we get. I'm really intrigued, Susie, as to whether like these new apps are so good for both sexes. Like, Because I know like girlfriends of mine who, who've just got so dissatisfied so quickly with Tinder. Like, but I just wonder if they're more suited to guys. I did, I did actually ask Mark about this. I think that's a really interesting question. The research evidence about choice generally, so not just about mate selection, but about choice in all sorts of things, suggests that there are no strong sex differences. I think one of the interesting things, of course, is that men and women um, have evolved somewhat differently. We've got different priorities when it comes to relationships. So that will be reflected in the way in which we might behave. And I think one of the big criticisms of um, uh, apps like Tinder is that they are far more suited to a male kind of dating than they are to a female kind of dating. I also really think that these apps must mean that people are investing less in the opportunities that come their way. No, when you go on a date or when you meet someone, that sense of, you know, there are always other options must mean that people's investment um, just isn't maybe what it used to be. Yeah, definitely. Like that was the really overriding thing that I found when I was dating in London. Like I was just like, oh my God, it just felt like you're on this conveyor belt the whole time. Um, and actually it was such a breath of fresh air when I met um, the man who became my husband uh, because um, he had been introduced to me as a friend of a friend. And so it's sort of like we both were putting in quite a lot of investment and that really helped. So how was that different then being introduced by friends? How did it feel different? Um, it felt like we knew each other, um, slightly already. And we certainly were like, we looked at each other's Facebook pages and, blah, 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 and, 
um, I think it just was nice because then we had somebody to go back and talk to about the person and everyone, it felt like both sort of families and groups were kind of like, oh, this is interesting. What's going to happen here? And so therefore there was just that natural investment. And also because um, Patrick wasn't dating like online or what have you, he like was, you know, he was much more invested in meeting me, I think, because he saw this as a real opportunity as well. Whereas like a lot of the guys I was meeting at the time were just like, oh yeah, you're like the fourth girl I've met this week. And you know, you're not as pretty as the other three. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like, it was real, real breath of fresh air. You can see those strong similarities, can't you? You can see those real correlations with, with Hina's situation where that, you know, that feeling of being able to talk about this person with somebody else and and that feeling that maybe the I don't know just some sense of matching going on I think linked to that is this thing about arranged marriage kind of feeling that the families are also committing into it in some way yeah I mean if the families don't know each other at all then they might have really different outlooks or um, values and it's something that we ask Mark about you are when you get into a relationship with somebody it's not just about two people you're you're kind of bringing two families into collision with each other and if you're doing that in complete isolation from your families then it can work but it can also be difficult and challenging and perhaps the the sort of the older more traditional view of marriage which is it was much more the cementing of a union between two families rather than just two individuals uh, is you know one way of making the process a lot easier and smoother um, I love talking to Hina about her father, like because um, she said that he he she only had to be seventy percent sure, like there was no certainty. Yeah, I'm a big fan of things like that. I think sometimes we're looking for a hundred percent, we're looking for absolute certainty, and it must have been really reassuring for her to get that message from her father that actually that's just unachievable, and it's okay to go with something where you don't necessarily know the outcome. Yeah, definitely. And I think like the fact that the families knew each other probably just gave her that like little bit of confidence that she needed to just, you know, I think she said jump off the cliff or whatever and, you know, commit sort of thing. So you've got a question, haven't you? Yeah, we've had a question from Laura. Thank you, Laura. She wanted to know about that period between, so they had, Hina and Cam had the nikah over the phone And then they had a period of, I think it was about a week where they had almost like a courtship, even though they'd had the nikah already, uh, but before they had their marriage ceremony over in Lahore. And Laura's question was about what they would have done had they basically not got on well during that week. Would they have gone ahead with the marriage ceremony? Gosh, yeah, that's a really good question. And I suppose it's not one that I can kind of really answer. But um, I did have an interesting conversation with my book club the other night. um, And they were saying how, um, you know, they were surprised by how they would all have been kind of vaguely up for an arranged marriage. But that perhaps the the big thing was that, you know, you don't have sex before um, uh, you get married. And, you know, I think... um, Hina was making it pretty clear in that like bit about the courtship that you know they don't have they don't, they were very much not you know in a sort of full relationship at that point either so um you know you're there are certain things that you just literally have to you know um well so what were they actually saying at book club that they wanted to kind of try before you buy <laughs> something like that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I feel like we need to have some good tangible dating tips to come out of this programme, Claire. Let's hear from Mark to begin with. 
Well, it's a long time since I dated, but um, I think there was lots of actually quite good advice on most of the major dating websites. So, for instance, arrange to meet in a neutral place that neither of you is necessarily all that familiar with uh, and have a time limited date. So say that regardless of how badly or well it goes, that after 45 minutes, you will say your goodbyes and then you can both independently make a decision about whether to have the all important second date. I think also we we really benefit from knowing ourselves a little bit. A lot of people think they understand themselves and they think that they know what they're looking for in a partner. But our experience is often what that means is that they have simply had a lot of relationships with a particular type uh, that haven't worked. And so sometimes we simply don't experiment. So we should keep our eyes much wider open and much um, be much more open to new experiences and different kinds of people. Uh, because until we've actually, if you like, sampled the field, it can be very difficult to know what actually works for you. Okay, have you got anything that you can add to that? Um, well, I suppose I, slightly like I've already said, like the investment and the introductions from friends. Um, I do think like you can get really on that treadmill of um, being, you know, going on the internet and what have you. And sometimes it's quite good to break free from that and just actually say to some of your friends, you know, have you got anybody to introduce me to? Or um, certainly mine happened on like New Year's Day and like my friends were just like, actually Claire like it's you know it's a whole new year you've got to meet somebody this year and that's when they kind of put their heads together and, and came up with like my husband uh so yeah I think you know that's um a really good thing and actually we should all be doing it for our friends like um apparently it earns you a place in like I don't know heaven or something in some <laughs> religions <laughs> party season coming up as well Christmas and new year coming up it's a really good time to you know, maybe set people up at parties and so on. Okay, well, my, I, I'm not really good on the tips, but I think if I had to choose one, it would be that there's more to attraction than than just what you can see on a screen. I think there's no substitute for getting out there and meeting people in real life. Right, join us next time for What Are The Chances, the next episode of The Backstory, which comes out on the 5th of December with Zoe and Emma and their really unusual friendship. We are The Backstory Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Backstory Pod on Twitter. Please get in contact. Let us know your thoughts. We love hearing from you. See you next time. Bye. Don't forget our featured That's When You Get A Dog podcast. We recommend you have a listen. Check it out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.